to discuss the real issues affecting Australia and New Zealand, this is Trad Tasman Talk, jointly produced by the Unshackled.net and the Mr. Barry, Mr. Barry Show. Now here are Tim Wilms and Stephen Barry, live from Melbourne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trad Tasman Talk for another week on this Friday, the 12th of August, 2022. I'm Tim Wilms, Editor-in-Chief of The Unshackled here in Melbourne, where it is 6 p.m. And I'm Stephen Berry, columnist for the BFT.co.nz, also here in Melbourne. Well, no longer host of the the Mr. Berry, Mr. Berry show, which means uh, we'll have to update uh, the, the voiceover. Yeah, look, it went for a couple of years. It had a good run. Uh, so that means uh, tonight and for all uh, future shows going forward, uh, every show uh, will be uh, broadcast on the Unshackled and Right Minds YouTube channels and also uh, the, the Right Minds Facebook page. So I, I, I said to, to do a today that uh, uh, we we're going to every show for, from now on uh, was going to be on those uh, on those three channels. And so he said he'd be watching the, the, the ratings uh, tonight just to see how the, the Right Minds audience uh, accepts you as, as part of the show. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves me. It'll be fine. I mean, the, the unshackled audience uh, here, uh, uh, they've uh, accepted you d- despite you often uh, uh, s- s- saying things uh, and uh, having views uh, which uh, they disagree with. But uh, that's 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 what uh, these shows uh, are about, uh, frank and fearless uh, discussions uh, that involve uh, real news and truth. Um, yeah, I mean, I must confess, I do enjoy watching people say things that I agree with, but that does get a bit monotonous at times. And uh, I should uh, say from the beginning that uh, this will be the, the last uh, Trad Tasman talk uh, for uh, this month. It'll return in September uh, because, uh, as I've uh, said to my audience previously, I'm moving home. And uh, so that uh, I. It'll be a, a gradual uh, process, uh, t- like uh, it'll happen over around two weeks, uh, because obviously it's it's more economical if you you do it rather than uh, uh, rather than do it in uh, one uh, really intense lot. Uh, so that means there'll be a Tim's News explosion next Monday, uh, but then there'll be no, uh, well, none of my unshackled productions uh, for, for that period. There'll still be reports from Tiger Mountain with Richard Wollstonecroft and the Andy Nolt show and knowledge reports over on his uh, BitChute channel. But, and obviously I'll continue to, to update uh, the unshackled website and uh, still send out uh, the, the newsletter. Oh, you have no no, 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 um, no, yeah. no comments on that? No, sorry. <laughs> All right, so that's the... Performance anxiety now. Yeah, 
that's the the housekeeping uh, out of the way, as it's as, as it's termed. Uh, I'm going to be putting the uh, the the entropy uh, link in the uh, in the in the live chat, where you can ask a direct question or send through a super chat, because we always end uh, with a a Q and A. Uh, but as we always do, let's start off with the uh, health uh, report and uh, the uh, COVID Omicron uh, BA4 and 5 uh, wave has now uh, peaked and, uh, well, here in Australia, uh, case numbers and hospitalizations are plummeting uh, around the, the, the nation. Uh, there's still a... a deaths, uh, a significant number of deaths uh, reported each day, but that's because there's a, a lag and obviously because uh, the coroner has to make a finding on, uh, in, in some cases, on what a person uh, uh, died from. But uh, it's, uh, well, it's, very, it's very clear that uh, well, this uh, particular wave is on the, the deep, uh, uh, deep decline. I didn't even notice that there was another wave. You know, the world's moved on, except for poor old New Zealand, of course. Um, I was reading an opinion piece in the Herald a few days ago about a New Zealander who took the opportunity to go and travel in Europe, which has had 2.2 million COVID deaths, and um, discovered that outside New Zealand, nobody really gives a crap. Um, interesting well, trip on the tram in Victoria. In central Melbourne today, though, um, it was within the free tram zone, so I was surprised to see uh, tram customer service people on board, um, but they did seem to be, I don't know, making some sort of notes on their notebooks, and then I see that um, uh, the Victorian government's going to start providing free masks on public transport. Yes, uh, this was an announcement uh, uh, that uh, Dan made with his uh, new health minister, Mary Ann Thomas. Uh, they're wearing uh, N95 masks. So, uh, because, well, they're the, the, the only masks that actually work if they're properly uh, fitted. I mean, it, the, the science was in from the beginning that cloth and surgical masks are, are useless. So, uh, they're, well, at least they're giving away masks that actually work. So N95 and the other one, KN95 masks, uh, which uh, I, I see a lot of uh, KUNTs uh, wearing. <laughs> oh, they're very expensive masks. I mean, they're well over $5, um, up to $10 each. Yeah, uh, but they're free. Uh, 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 which of course you and I know that they're not really free. Uh, it's uh, funded by the the taxpayer. But um, yeah, but you, you know what was free? I got my first payment um, from the um, uh, the COVID fund from New Zealand at the start of the month. First time in my life I've ever got anything from the New Zealand government, and it happens over a year after I leave. Oh, congratulations. Uh, we covered this uh, with Douay uh, last week, uh, just uh, how uh, the, 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 the payment, cost of living uh, payments, uh, they've, uh, uh, they've gone to, well, uh, dead people even. Well, you're not, not living in New Zealand, uh, so <laughs> I mean, you're as good as 
Well, the good as dead. Same thing yeah. happened when the US government just handed out stimulus checks as well, and um, so and these were part of trillion dollar packages, and of course, yep, the money went to people not living in the USA any longer, and to plenty of dead people. Uh, it probably explains all. No, it doesn't, because it's after Biden getting elected. But yeah, same nonsense. Uh, P. Cosman says they never lifted the mandate, not on uh, public transport. So, Ian, uh, well, it's pretty much consistent all across Australia. Masks are only mandated in hospitals, healthcare facilities, aged care and public transport, though it's not enforced on public transport. While uh, New Zealanders, uh, they're still uh, forced to uh, uh, muzzle up in retail outlets and uh, they're, they're going to be stuck in orange until at least September because uh, even though cases are on the, the decline, uh, apparently uh, the, the Adern government still believes that, uh, you know, masks uh, uh, decrease pressure on the, the hospital system, even though we've shown the graphs a, a between Australia and New Zealand, the curves are exactly the same. In fact, New Zealand is doing a little bit worse. Well, uh, it's just an indictment on your health system if it can't handle a little bit of extra demand. I mean, if, if, if McDonald's gets a little bit of extra demand, they make a profit and they employ more staff and it's, and it's a win-win. Um, but public hospitals, because they're funded by the taxpayer and they're an ex everyone that uses this as an expense, not a form of income, um, they're never going to handle a surge in demand. They should fix the bloody health system instead of trying to uh, clamp down on everybody else's freedoms to compensate for a model which will never, ever be efficient. Uh, Colin says the COVID, uh, uh, COVID payments in New Zealand reminded of Germany 1923. Well, Weimar economics, I mean, it's similar to Jacinta nomics. Yeah, the inflation rate's only 7.1% so far. So far. I, I saw that uh, Lady of Shalott uh, up here said that uh, the, uh, the master... Uh, now, the... Um... People. Seems to be a slight delay. On yeah, one of the downsides of not working in retail anymore is that I can't just get given free masks. Uh, 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 Dan Andrews has clearly been uh, frightening school children wearing his. Uh, they look like sandwich wrappers up close, these uh, N95, KN95 masks. What are the ones that a lot of the doctors wear that are orange and look like duck bills? Uh, I'm not sure what they are. There's what is it? There's other ones called P2 masks. They all have these uh, various uh, what is it? Uh, they're sort of like number plate names for all of them. Yeah, I, I I think that the Melbourne government should give out those orange duck build ones. Yeah, so uh, people are free to uh, look as stupid as they want. <laughs> That would be a magnificent uh, home goal. Uh, 
Now, of course, uh, with uh, this uh, uh, wave being over, uh, the Omicron BA four and five wave, uh, everyone's one wondering what's next, uh, what's going to be the, the next variant. Our CMO, Paul Kelly, he's uh, very certain that there'll be a next variant. Um, in terms of what happens with this particular variant and how that might protect against the next variant because there will be a next variant and how that might protect against the next variant because there will be a next variant. Um, uh, uh, um. Well, he's probably not wrong. Um, uh, this virus has shown a capacity to um, mutate continually and there's dozens and dozens of variants that never even come up in the news because um they occur in such small numbers and you know don't really spread i mean yeah that's kind of how evolution works doesn't it yeah but it doesn't mean that we need to continue living in fear it has been the the year of omicron all all the the new variants have been sub variants of of omicron and yeah there have been variants that haven't made it the the new york omicron sub variant uh two Point, uh, sorry, BA2.1.12 uh, uh, never made it, but apparently there's uh, two new variants, which uh, obviously the, the COVID uh, alarmists on Twitter, I think, could uh, make it. Uh, the BA2.75 from India and the BA4.6 in uh, the uh, United States. So... Yes, it's now a, what is a guessing waiting game. And uh, the Chief Health Officer of Queensland... Those numbers are lower than the other ones. Yeah, I know, which sort of a, a makes you think that they probably won't make it. Uh, I was going to say Queensland's Chief Health Officer, Dr John Gerrard, thought he'd have a guess about when the next COVID wave is going to be. Now, once this wave ends in the next few weeks... The virus is not going to go away. The virus is not going to go away. Why We're bother? going to continue to have ongoing transmission in the community at a lower level. Now, the current pattern that we have seen uh, in Queensland and worldwide is of a wave every three months. And we still believe it is likely there will be a further wave this year after another three months, probably towards the end of the year. But it is likely that as time goes by, these waves will become milder in severity. That's certainly the hope and expectation uh, from all of us. Now, everyone, when we get that next wave, and everyone now knows what they need to do. But hopefully future waves, when we see them, will be milder than the waves we've seen up until now. Thank you very much. Probably, probably December is the current projection. Probably December for the beginning of the next next wave. So it seems to be a pattern of every three months. We can't predict the severity of it. That's a very good question. You know, it took me about fifteen seconds to work out which one was the sign language guy and which one was the guy talking. He's very, he's very flamboyant. Yes, he's, he's probably the most famous uh, sign language Auslan interpreter throughout the, 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 the pandemic. Uh, when they did one, because uh, they've had a lot of press conferences outside, he got uh, a, a bird uh, pooped on him uh, during the middle of the, the press conference. <laughs> That, uh, that 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 broke his uh, what is it flow, 
and so obviously <laughs> got himself cleaned up uh, before the, the press conference con- continued. It's interesting if 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 you, um, I mean, even I sat down and watched a couple of one pm press conferences with Jacinda when the virus first came out, and they actually change sign language people on quite a regular basis. Of apparently, it's very tiring talking in sign language. Uh, I think I can't remember his name, but uh, he's he's the most well known, particularly because he's had got the distinctive man bun. Yeah, yeah, that probably explains the bird poo. Uh, now, as I previously said, uh, that uh, daily uh, deaths uh, with uh, COVID, they seem to be on average in Australia about uh, 100 per day. And so there's uh, obviously the, the COVID alarmists have been saying, oh, look how, look, look how many daily deaths we're recording. This is uh, unacceptable. Uh, but uh, if you... De- Look, actually look at the data. It's overwhelmingly in 70 uh, plus and most of them are dying with COVID because they've got under other underlying health uh, conditions. And this is why uh, there, there is rightly a focus on having the, the elderly get their, their, their boosters to have that short-term increase in uh, immunity. And uh, Nine News uh, Perth, uh, they uh, reported the fact that uh, a, most people were dying uh, with other conditions apart from COVID was a bombshell. We have a COVID bombshell tonight with figures revealing the true number of deaths is much lower than feared. Just 10%... Yeah, well, living for an extremely long time tends to be quite fatal as well. Alone. 30 new beds in a modular ward at Rockingham Hospital at a time they're desperately needed. This is designed to uh, provide additional beds uh, to alleviate pressure on the hospital system. That pressure is at boiling point and COVID isn't helping. Overcrowding is, is the overwhelmingly dominant theme in all our emergency departments. But new figures obtained by WA Today show the virus hasn't been as deadly as once feared. In the state's first six months of Omicron, there were 192 deaths from 902,000 cases, only 18 of them caused by COVID alone. In 49 deaths, the virus led to fatal complications such as pneumonia, 31 were coupled with pre-existing conditions and the majority were a combination of all three. Only half the government's death tally can be attributed to the virus. It's very difficult to differentiate between with and for. If someone has a range of comorbidities and uh, chronic conditions, it's very difficult to determine whether it's uh, the, the actual cause of death. Experts crediting our high level of vaccination. I think if you look back to the, the KISS fatality rate back in eastern uh, the eastern states in Victoria and uh, New South Wales before the vaccination rates, it was about 3%, and that would equate to about 150 deaths a day. Also rare, the use of ventilators, a common sight early in the pandemic. It is just a tipping point on top of multiple other chronic issues. It's rare that it's hitting people who have nothing else. Louise Rennie, Nine News. Wow, it's an incredibly low death rate. Yes. If only yeah. we'd worked this out two years ago. 
Yes, I mean, eventually the, the, the actual truth does get out and is allowed to be uh, reported uh, because, well, I was, I was just saying this uh, on my recent uh, interview on, on We Are Change Melbourne with uh, Jeff O'Toole uh, that uh, now uh, you're allowed to, to say things about uh, the, the, the pandemic and the vaccines that you, and masks that you previously weren't allowed to say and uh, got deleted by YouTube. Yeah, and now the the scepticism and the uh, so-called conspiracy theories are actually generally uh, mainstream opinion. Even even this crazy idea that you don't really need a third um, in, in injection. Well, a. People our age uh, certainly don't need one. I mean, two is sufficient to if you get the uh, infection. Uh, it, 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 it helps protect people our age uh, still uh, from uh, uh, severe uh, adverse uh, COVID outcomes, hospitalization, and 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 deaths. The the boosters are only. It should, should really be aimed at elderly people because of the short-term actual immunity from infection it gives you. So now that we're all over the fear and the panic, and um, we're not we're not begging our governments to strip our rights from us, what's going to be the next thing that governments uh, use as an excuse an excuse to keep up the momentum? Um, well, we've got uh, monkeypox uh, that's uh, continuing to uh, spread, uh, particularly in the new epicenter is is, is North America, amongst the uh, gay, bisexual men, uh, GBM, and uh, other men who have sex with men, MSM community. Uh, we used so... to have a term for that, didn't we? <laughs> Oh, this is the official sexual health uh, terminology. So uh, the US is now number one, uh, particularly uh, areas such as, as New York and San Francisco. Uh, they are the real epicenters in the, the United States. So uh, over 10,000 now. Uh, 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 but Nobody's dying. Hardly anyone's dying. Well, there's been two deaths in Spain, one in Peru, one in Brazil, uh, four in Nigeria, and uh, one in Ghana, and one in Ecuador. They probably had AIDS anyway. And, uh, but uh, you see the uh, this uh, website, uh, Monkeypox Tally Info, it's got uh, the, what is it, the, the daily tr tracker here from the, the US. It actually looks like the, the curve is uh, uh, beginning to flatten. Uh, but uh, obviously because it's uh, winter here in Australia and New Zealand, there's, there's uh, not many uh, pride parades or orgies going on. So New Zealand only has four confirmed cases uh while australia has uh 66 last week i i covered uh a uh, uh an australian uh, uh jack uh, barlow who what is it came out as a a monkeypox uh sufferer uh after he returned uh from the the us he is a former uh, liberal uh, staffer. Uh, he was demanding that uh, more uh, that, that uh, more should be done by governments to procure the Ginos uh, vaccines. 
Oh, well, maybe they should just clamp down on all the gay bars and saunas like they did in the 80s. That worked for AIDS. Yeah, but that's um, that's stigma and uh, and discrimination. I uh, I see that it's uh, basically a gay disease now, isn't it? Uh, what monkeypox or AIDS? Well, monkeypox. Mm. Yeah, they, this is one of the the New Zealand uh, monkeypox public health alerts. Don't have sex with any purple or blue people or you'll catch monkeypox. It would appear that the the one in the middle... Yeah, it looks like the guy in the middle's got hepatitis. And so, what is it? It's it's sort of like, what is it? Uh, I don't know. They've chosen some sort of, like, cartoon where all their characters are, are different rainbow colours to, to illustrate this. <laughs> well, that's one way of looking at it. I I thought maybe they were um, uh, too scared of uh, giving, uh, making it look like a racial disease um, as originally when the monkeypox epidemic began, uh, the images on the news were generally of black people because yeah. uh, monkeypox well they've got lots is most of, common in Africa uh, pictures of white gay men uh, with uh, rashes over their faces that they can use yeah yes yeah. so, I uh, I mean I think that's probably why they've gone for uh, the colored men that just don't exist because they're too scared of being racist. Uh, we had, uh, but yeah, I do like your rainbow theory as well. We had last week's national cabinet meeting in Australia, actually dominated by by monkeypox, where the the health minister uh, Mark Butler uh, announced that uh, Australia would be cured uh, four hundred fifty thousand uh, doses of the the Ginos, uh vaccine. Uh, they're going to come across in 2022 and 2023, which uh, uh, some people have called a, a stroll out. Some around 20,000 arrived uh, uh, this week and uh, Seven News had this, uh, well, it wasn't quite as big as when the first Pfizer vaccines uh, arrived in Australia, where they had the, the ice block uh, come off the, the, the plane uh, but it certainly uh, it, it was uh, it was newsworthy, and uh, so this is seven news. Hundreds of doses of monkeypox vaccine have arrived in SA as outbreaks worsen overseas and now interstate. Authorities are taking no chances, rolling out these jabs to people already identified as needing the most. Ninety-eight percent of people who have um, had have had monkeypox as part of this outbreak um, are men who have Seven had sex with up. men, and particularly uh, in some of those higher risk groups, if there's been multiple sexual partners. What we really want to do in Australia is get on top of this as quickly as we can, which is why we're really pleased to be able to have been able to access this new vaccine fairly quickly. More vaccines are on their way, though, and it's hoped the state will soon have enough to allow anyone who believes they're at risk to come forward and get one. But whether you're currently eligible or not, authorities are urging people to use protection and limit sexual partners until the outbreaks can be controlled.
This um, eligibility reminds me a little bit of um, when the prep pill um, was, there was still, a few years ago in New Zealand, they, there was still the campaign to have prep paid for by Pharmac so that people could get it for free from the doctors. Um, but the eligibility um, required that you either uh, were uh, having unprotected receiving sex or you were using meth or a couple of other criteria. Um, so it would appear that uh, once it became available through Pharmac funding, that a whole lot of people just pretended that they constantly have unprotected sex or they all use meth so they could get, get this drug for free. I went so you got to wonder if that's how the vaccines are going to be obtained. I covered on Tim's News Explosion on, on Monday uh, the eligibility in Victoria. And yeah, basically, you have to have engaged in uh, a lot of uh, promiscuous uh, gay sex uh, to qualify your being to, to, to a gay sauna. So basically, just uh, uh, have to basically disclose how degenerate you've been to, to get the vaccine. <laughs> It's it is a no. We've got a two STD minimum before you get vaccinated. (laughs) It is a sterilizing. Anyway, I'm sure there's nicer things to talk about. Once once you get the uh, the Gynos vaccine, uh, you can't get monkeypox or smallpox for that matter. So you can just get back to your uh, your orgy. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Mm. Um, but it was interesting. Uh, the uh, the health officer that you saw, the grey haired lady, Nicola uh, Spuria, uh, South Australia chief health officer, she famously said that uh, to uh, that uh, when you are a spectator at the football, if it gets kicked into the crowd, duck and don't touch the ball because it could have COVID germs on it. Uh, she didn't say in that situation. My advice uh, to you is to to not touch the D. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Mm. But um, obviously, uh, what is it? Uh, we've had uh, people like Bill Gates talk about you know preparing for the the next pandemic, and uh, this week uh, there was a new China virus uh, that uh, was reported in the, the New England. Uh, medical uh, journal and the Sun newspaper in the the UK uh, decided to go with this sensational angle, uh, which said that uh, it's, so this is called the uh, uh, Langya virus, uh, uh, which is a a novel uh, virus, part of the Henna parvirus family. So it's classified as biosafety like level four with uh, case fatality rates between 40 and 75%. Uh, none of the 35 patients who are infected uh, have died. None have been serious. And it uh, says that symptoms commonly fever, fatigue, a cough, cough loss of appetite, muscle pain, nausea, headache, and vomiting. Uh, the patients had a history of contact with animals, but... Given there is a cluster of cases that suggest the virus may have passed between humans already, 
and uh, so it says that it, the, uh, this uh, Sun article said it is reminiscent of the early uh, days of the COVID pandemic when China reported only a handful of novel coronavirus cases which were thought to be only related to animal transmission and uh, there is there is no uh, treatment or uh, vaccine uh, for this uh, novel uh, virus. Sounds sounds scary, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. How many people have been infected now? Uh, Thirty-five. Uh, but um, amazingly, we had a more accurate uh, report from the the Washington Post. Reason I say amazingly because the Washington Post, well, it's called the Bezos Post now uh, because it's owned by Amazon. Uh, so it does uh, have a higher reputation than the Sun does. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, so uh, this article talks about how uh, none of the, the 35 uh, patients, their uh, close contacts got infected. So it means that they were uh, most likely infected by small wild animals, uh, shrews. Uh, so, and that uh, suggesting human infection uh, may have occurred in sporadic fashion. So uh, Professor Francois Ballou, who is one of the, the most level-headed epidemiologists on the, the planet, said that uh, this does not look like a repeat of COVID-19 at all. He noted that uh, the new virus is far less lethal than other viruses and probably doesn't transmit easily from humans to humans, but says the discovery is yet another uh, reminder of the looming threat caused by many pathogens circulating in populations of wild and domestic animals and uh, this uh well it was basically what is it a surveillance uh study that was in the new england medical uh journal that's what a shrew looks like there first patient discovered in late 2018 so 35 cases over four years nearly it's, uh, rather than a repeat of COVID 19 it sounds like a repeat of the south park lemmingwinks uh, episode well, I, there there was another South Park uh, 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 South Park episode which looked like it played out in in real life because um, uh, occasionally there's uh, humans get infected uh, with a, a new strain of bird flu uh, from from chickens and there was a a person in uh, Colorado who uh, got infected. Uh, with a bird flu from a chicken. And I was thinking, well, the, the chicken lover must be on the loose again in South Park. I'm not sure if you've seen that episode. <laughs> well, he wasn't choking it. <laughs> uh, he was doing something, you know, way, way worse to uh, the chickens. I, I, I think we've already spoken about that, uh, you know. Uh, you know. It's been too graphic in this episode already. Now, maybe we should... Hey, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The standards on the show are just absolutely slipping, Tim. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, when, when Duo's not on... Maybe we should uh... have a look at Taiwan. Yes. Uh... <laughs> We had uh, the, the, the new CCP ambassador to Australia, uh, Zhui Kwan, uh, address our uh, National Press Club 
in uh, Canberra and uh, was uh, pretty blunt about uh, what the, the, the CCP's plans are uh, for the uh, Republic of China, otherwise known as uh, uh, Taiwan. Uh, uh, so this was uh, this was part of uh, what it, what he said uh, about uh, the uh, he he's he, it's called a reunification. He said, "I would rather not use the word invasion when we talk about China and Taiwan. Taiwan is a different from any other scenario or situation. Taiwan is not an independent state. As to what does it mean?" all necessary means, you can use your imagination. When quizzed about uh, whether the Taiwanese people were entitled to have a say about their future, he said the majority were in favour of reunification despite opinion polls finding a majority of Taiwanese want to maintain the status quo. Taiwan will be decided by the 1.4 billion Chinese people. And at the same time, I believe the majority of people in Taiwan believe they're Chinese, Mr. Jai said. And uh, if they they don't, uh, if the Taiwanese people uh, don't accept that they're part of China, then they'll do some re-education, which of course they're famous for with the Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang province. Uh, yeah, it does not look good. Um, I mean, the situation hasn't really. Uh, I guess the only thing that's really changed the situation is uh, having President uh, Ping, Zhao Ping. Xi Jinping is how it's pronounced. Uh, Xi Jinping, that's it, yeah. All I could think of was Winnie the Pooh, but I knew it wasn't that. Oh, that's his nickname uh, because he, he definitely yeah. is uh, not triggered by that that nickname. <laughs> uh, of course, the, 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 <laughs> no, they haven't uh, banned Winnie the Pooh in China at all. This is the most uh, modern uh, modern trait of the the CCP, just getting triggered and offended by by everything. I mean, they they had their what is that uh, chest beating uh, military drills in response to Nancy Pelosi visiting uh, Taiwan. Uh, last week, but it's so... Uh, it was really rude of them not to liberate the Taiwanese from Nancy Pelosi. They really should have done it then. They clearly oh, well, don't care about Taiwan. There was a lot in the, the United States who were disappointed the CCP didn't liberate them from, from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> uh, but in all, all seriousness... Yeah, I weird mean, situation, man. Yeah, it's you know probably probably the most gutsy thing that Nancy Pelosi has ever done in her uh, career. But I don't know why the United States and Australia uh, say, "Oh, we have a one China policy, but we maintain the the status quo," when clearly uh, they are recognizing two Chinas. Yeah, well, they're walking a fine tightrope because of. Uh, the economic reliance on China um, because um, Australia and New Zealand both have balance of trade surpluses with China, I understand. Well, I know that uh, yeah, New Zealand, uh, both sides of politics uh, are still very much uh, up the, the CCP's uh, behind 
and what is it, John Key, former national prime minister, uh, decried Nancy Pelosi's uh, trip uh, to uh, Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, I um, I dealt with a few of the um, people from oh, what's that news? That news. Oh, I can't even think of the newspaper name now. That the anti-Chinese newspaper. Oh, the Epoch Times. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So I would deal with um, a lot of the advocates from the Epoch Times and the associated groups when I was in politics. Um, but unfortunately, um, no part, no political party in New Zealand is really willing um, to risk uh, the economic relationship with China or um, souring their Chinese support base if they have one. Well, thankfully here in Australia, the, the new Labor government has uh, continued the, the, the hard line against uh, CCP aggression and, and intimidation. Uh, Foreign Minister Penny Wong has been surprisingly strong against the, the, the CCP and they're not listening to uh, the uh, CCP uh, simps in the, the Labor Party, such as former Prime Minister Paul Keating and former New South Wales Premier uh, Bob Carr. And uh, Sri Lanka, uh, the situation in Sri Lanka right now really illustrates just how dangerous it is getting too friendly with China. Because I mean, Sri Lanka, of course, has absolutely devastated their entire economy with their idiocy in um, embracing 100% organic foods. Um, now all they've got um, to save themselves from complete collapse is the support of China, to whom they own owe billions of dollars. Well, it's we should always try and correct ourselves and say uh, CCP. And I should also say that I have a one China policy. The only real China is the the Republic of of China, and uh, the and I hope that that one day that they have a reunification uh, with mainland China, and so that the whole of the Chinese mainland is uh, the Republic of China and not the People's Republic of China. Yeah, that sounds about as likely as the reunification of Korea. Oh, I'm just that might actually happen first. Mm. And now we've we've just talked about the the CCP uh, bullies. Let's turn to well local uh, bullies, including the the new uh, Nash, national party MP was a school bully. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, so he won the Todonga by-election that was held in the middle of June. Um, initially, I was surprised to find out that he was the bully. I thought he would have been the one getting bullied at high school, um, given that he's ginger and looks very awkward. Uh, but no, it turns out that when he was 16 years old attending King's College, he was part of a group of other 16-year-olds who uh, pulled a leg off their bed and went and beat up a 13-year-old um, sleeping in bed. Uh, now, I mean, of course, that is absolutely horrific and disgusting. Um, and uh, Sam Uffendale uh, was expelled from the school for doing that and completed the rest of his high school at an alternative 
uh, private school. So, I mean, it was horrific, but, um, you know, I kind of also think that he's actually been punished for it. Um, this was also something that he did while still a child. Um, so why this is relevant over 20 years later uh, is beyond me. Um, but now that this allegation's come out, there are new allegations coming out. Of course, everybody wants to jump on those sorts of bandwagons. Um, it, it's like it's like appointing a, a new Supreme Court justice. Um, there's now allegations, before we get to Gaurav Sharma, that um, former female flatmates who flattered in Dunedin Flats with Uffendale when he, they when he went to the University of of Otago, um, had to escape the flat out of a window because he was uh, banging on her door, um, abusing her for being fat. Here, yeah, yeah, and um, it's alleged that um, he basically smashed up the entire flat in a, in a fit of rage, which he denies. Um, so he's been suspended from caucus for two to three weeks while um, those allegations are investigated by a QC. So who knows? Maybe we'll have another by-election in Tauranga in a couple of months. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, bullying is such a subjective uh, term. And... Well, uh, it, it sounds like uh, what... Um... Uh, what this new MP, uh, Sam Infidel, did was, yes, it was clearly, viol you know, violent uh, bullying. It wasn't just calling somebody names. It was, yeah, it was, it was quite, sounds like a, you know, traumatic uh, bullying for the, the victims. Yeah, well, he actually got in touch with the victim um, well over a year ago to apologise. Um, and then when the victim saw later that um, he was to become Nationals candidate for the Todonga seat, uh, he decided that that apology wasn't genuine after all, and that's what led to this story getting leaked out. Um, you got to wonder, maybe Sam Offendale should never have apologised, and um, maybe he wouldn't be in this situation today. Well, why didn't he apologize? I'm not sure how old he is, but why didn't he apologize, you know, five years ago? Like, that would yeah, have seen here. Yeah, indeed. I think he's uh, he's about 38, 39. So this um, happened over half of his lifetime ago. Uh, you may be right. But, um, yeah, the, the, the fact that something that he's already been punished for and has since redeemed himself for that happened when he was a child, I, I don't think it's very fair, but um, it seems that perhaps that wasn't a one-off that he learned from, and we may find in time that uh, it was just the beginning of a pattern of behaviour that went into his adult life, in which case I would say it's political careers over. Um, but but, yeah, but, but yeah. it's often the case that uh, childhood bullies or those who have been bullied in, in childhood are attracted to uh, politics. Well, it is. And um, when you think about what the sort of skills and cunning uh, it takes to succeed in politics, um, 
if we were to go through the backstory of every single person who stands for public office, um, I don't think we would have enough people to contest the positions available. Um, and, and, you know, how many things should you be punished for life for doing? Um, uh, you know, should all your speeding tickets preclude you from public office? Should stealing a bag of oh. chips when you're fine? Well, it, it's, those, those things are completely different to, it's like, like, you know, targeted uh, bullying violence against a, an, an, another person. And, you know, yeah. we had here in Victoria a, a politician's uh, political career end, uh, Liberal MP Tim Smith, after he uh, drank drive and uh, crashed nearly into a child's uh, bedroom. I, so rightfully, politician. But he was an MP. Yeah, yeah. I given given that uh, politicians like they're in positions of responsibility and they're supposed to be of, of good character. And over the past two and a half years, uh, they they've been on their podiums lecturing, hectoring the the rest of us. I uh, we should expect them uh, to 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 be. Of good character. I mean, obviously, hardly we any should. Yeah, well, we should. Yet, um, surveys that have been done, you know, over the last decade um, in New Zealand, every few years um, by a research institute, have shown that um, consistently less than twenty-five percent of people find members of parliament trustworthy. Anyway, so we don't trust them. But um, when a bit of scumbaggery comes out. It, we we all do this this fake outrage and surprise, and here's an alternative way of looking at it. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that politicians actually killed each other and millions of us. Um, maybe we should be glad we're now in a situation where the worst thing that politicians do is um, some dumb shit when they were teenagers. Uh, lady of shy. It's an alternative view, but also bullying is quite a subjective term. Yeah. Lady of Shalate in the comments is rightly uh, make, making the point that his action, like his actions in 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 childhood, uh, in, like as I like uh, sixteen is not a child, and yeah, there's a bit of a difference between speeding tickets and making another child's life hell. Stephen, I mean, he was in his 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 yeah, late teens. I mean, I certainly... Yeah, and um, I, don't, I don't know what high school was like for you, but it was pretty rough for me. Um, so I know what it's like to be on the end, receiving end of uh, high school happy, bullying. Uh, you know, all of them to become MPs then. <laughs> but, but we also have um, this concept of justice in the Western world where, you, you know, you accept your punishment, you do your time, you've repaid your debt. And um, the, uh, the guy is nearly 40 now. He was 16 when this happened. He was punished. Um, how long should he keep on being punished for it? Well, I, th I think that a lot of people, quite rightly, uh, you know, will scrutinise, well, what's he, uh, what's he been like in uh, adulthood? Uh, because, yeah. you know, what he as a late teenager was pretty horrific and so I think that uh, a lot of people quite rightly 
I don't have a good opinion of him. Yeah, and um, so that, uh, now that he's um, been uh, suspended from caucus with these new allegations, I guess that that to me would really determine, you know, has he has he learnt his lesson as a child, or did he continue to be a violent scumbag into adulthood? In which case, yeah, definitely not suitable for Parliament and should uh, resign. But. Um, bullying can be very subjective, and if we are to, uh, you know, in a week which should have been wonderful for the Labour Party in New Zealand, as everyone focuses on bullying allegations against a national MP, um, a first-term Labour MP for the Hamilton West seat um, has uh, written an opinion piece in the New Zealand Herald, which came out yesterday, uh, claiming that he's been bullied uh, during his time in Parliament. Um, he claims he's being bullied by parliamentary services and by uh, the party whip, Duncan Webb, um, who is a notorious anti-Israeli, anti-Semite, but um, I don't think that's a factor in any treatment of Mr. Sharma. Um, but we don't really have any details. Uh, the Prime Minister says that she's uh, not seen any evidence of bullying, as says... Um, uh, Health Minister Andrew Little. Um, the MPs have largely closed ranks on, on this. Um, and today it's actually emerging that um, there have been complaints from parliamentary services about Mr. Sharma. Um, and he and that the way he, he's actually been prevented from hiring more people from parliamentary services for his office as a result of the complaints by parliamentary services staff and um, it may well be that these interventions by the party whip uh, preventing him from hiring more staff who are complaining about bullying are being interpreted by Mr Sharma as bullying. So who even knows? But um, just to topple that off, um, uh, former Labour MP Darian Fenton, um, who is, uh, works for the Public Service Association, so that's the trade union for um, public sector employees, she's actually privately messaged uh, Gaurav Sharma uh, saying that he should have gone through the proper channels, including the Public Service Association, and criticised his poor party discipline in speaking out publicly. Um, that was also revealed in, in the uh, Herald today, and uh, she said it was a private message and that she would not be commenting any further. Uh, it looks like the union, the public service union bully uh, has just been caught out privately bullying someone <laughs> and thinks because it was private that we shouldn't know about it. So, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, uh, politi politics is bullying. That's what um, I, when it's the, uh, one of my previous guests, uh, executive director of the Australian Institute for uh, uh, Progress, Graham Young said uh, when he was talking about a, a politician claiming that she was bullied said that that politics is is bullying and but uh, we had uh, and the the a report tabled in New South Wales uh, today by the uh, sex uh, discrimination uh, commissioner uh, Elizabeth 
Broderick that's uh, that uh, this was uh, the results of a anonymous uh, survey that said that five people have said they've experienced attempted or actual sexual assault while work, working in a New South Wales parliamentary uh, workplace, uh, while almost half of sexual harassment incidents in the past five years were perpetrated by MPs. And uh, New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet, who is uh, in a significantly weak uh, position uh, with a, a state election less than a year away, losing uh, his uh, dep uh, uh, Liberal deputy, Stuart Ayres, as part of, uh, uh, because of the, the ongoing uh, John Barillaro uh, trade, New York Trade Commissioner uh, job uh, controversy. He said that uh, uh, the uh, report had unearthed sobering, con confronting and completely unacceptable findings. Uh, yeah, I mean, has anything really actually changed all of a sudden though, or is it just the result of us now finding out about things that probably have gone on in parliaments and politics as long as there have been politics? I'm not justifying it by any means. I'm just simply asking, um, you know, is the sensationalism of the headline uh, proportionate to the situation now? Well, I would say no, because this was a self-reported anonymous survey where you can make any accusation you like and it's uh, anonymous. Uh, so it says that three men and two women disclosed their experience of it, of attempted or actual uh, assault in the past five years, and people with a diverse sexuality were overrepresented in uh, these uh, statistics. Now, that really surprises me, considering um, the majority of people are heterosexual, a minority are homosexual, and a much smaller minority are interested in gender-diverse people, yet they seem to uh, be one of the groups that uh, claims to have been impacted by uh, these sorts of crimes the most. Yes, and uh, when we covered a, uh, a what is it, Australia University's uh, sexual harassment uh, assault survey, it had the, the same uh, sort of findings. Uh, but um, what was interesting... Usually the complaint, usually the complaint is that nobody wants to have sex with them, and that's a form of discrimination or hatred in itself. That's transphobia. Though the interesting thing about this report uh, being released this week is that Dominic uh, Perrottet's uh, new uh, deputy, Matt Keane, uh, Matt Green, uh, the Treasurer, Energy and Environment Minister, his uh, ascendancy up the, the, the New South Wales uh, Liberal government was not hindered uh, uh, with a, a sexting uh, scandal many years ago uh, to another MP, Elena uh, uh, Patinos, who this week was sacked by Dominic Perrottet uh, for alleged uh, bullying. Uh, so in late 2017, Mr Keane told Alini uh, Patinos that he wanted to drive down to see her. She replied, miss me, huh? 
lol, before he said, yep, really need to fuck you. So that's uh, them there. Completely and, consensual, uh, it would appear. Uh, but, you know, in this uh, heightened, what is that, you know, sexual sexual uh, harassment, uh, I, you know, era, um, it's amazing that uh, this didn't stop his, his rise, probably because he's from the, the far left of the, the party. And he... When uh, she was sacked, he retweeted a um, an account uh, that uh, th- that said uh, that it was an uh, utter disgrace uh, that um, a, a a female MP was sacked immediately, uh, while it took a while for Stuart Ayres, the the deputy leader, a man, to uh, be sacked, and he blamed this retweet on uh, fat thumbs. So, like, again, he's got away with uh, doing something uh, you know, that's obviously a, made the, the government's woes worse. Uh, I mean, I've been guilty of inst- on Instagram going through my notifications and just accepting every suggested follow and then discovering that I'd pressed to follow someone that I absolutely despise and then next day on Twitter they've posted a screenshot going oh look who's following me so maybe it's possible now uh, yeah you should be more careful now we're already way over time so uh, we'll try and get through the uh, remaining uh, stories and so uh, this week, uh, the, uh, the, the left mainstream uh, media uh, have been upset uh, because a, a pub uh, worker from the, the Irish Times pub was sacked uh, for spitting in a man's beer. They think that because uh, uh, the, the man, uh, Jamon Roberts, uh, because he is a neo-Nazi, that apparently it's okay to spit in his beer. So he was uh, sacked, uh, this spitter, and the Irish Times pub issued an apology to Jimon Roberts and his friends, uh, Stephanus, Neil Erickson, Thomas Sewell, and Ricky T, for the incident that took place on 2nd of August. Following the incident, the Irish Times management took immediate disciplinary action by terminating the two employees involved in the event with violated the Irish Times uh, workplace code of conduct. Uh, the Irish Times management uh, team strongly disapproves of the ex-employee's unprofessional conduct by spitting into the patron's drink as a consequence of a discussion uh, with the patron over a political topic. As part of our commitment to provide the highest level of service to our patrons, we'll continue to reinforce that all staff must re- remain respectful towards our patrons at all times to avoid any such future uh, recurrence. And good. Yep. That absolutely should have happened. I don't think much of Nazis, but I also don't think much of spitting in people's food either. That's oh, yeah, pretty it's, disgusting. It, yeah, it's disgusting. And, you know, the the, the people that have uh, excused it because, like, he's a Nazi... Uh, and which means that you're that uh, you're apparently allowed to uh, you know commit whatever you know heinous acts against people you don't like. Uh, like 
are we no longer going to be a, a civilized uh, society? And you know, like uh, uh, Jim Rogers. Oh no, we're going to play identity politics. Yeah. I mean, uh, like Jim Roberts, he like he does have a, a swastika. And plus, the um, the bartender uh, who did the splitting was gay as well. So, uh, well, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, um, like uh, uh, Jim is a pretty hardcore national socialist. I mean, he's got the swastika inked in uh, to his chest, and that wasn't actually the tattoo that the the bartender got upset over. It was uh, the uh, the the Black Sun uh, tattoo uh, that uh, he'd uh, just got. That's what it looks like uh, there. And uh, we had because um, the the mainstream media decided to. I think the only reason they reported on this uh, because uh, the the uh, the pub worker was was sacked, um, and Devira Abramovich from the Anti Defamation Commission, who's responsible for many of the the anti free speech uh, laws uh, that we have, uh, including okay. the swastika uh, uh, ban that uh, passed uh, Victoria and coming into effect uh, December twenty two, and it's going to be replicated in other states. Uh, he said. I imagine there would be many people applauding the bartenders for their actions. I understand the disgust and rage they felt when they realized they were serving hateful individuals. The violent neo-Nazi ideology these men promote led to the Christchurch massacre and is about an Australia without Muslims, Asians, Indigenous Australians, members of the LGBTQI community, and anyone who does not fit their warped Aryan worldview. The incident is a reminder that neo-Nazism is alive in our state and should send a chill down every Victorian spine since the rhetoric that these hardcore bigots are spewing online can cross over the line into real-world lethal attacks. There are more effective and appropriate ways to fight the evil they represent than spitting into their beers, refusing to provide them services. One walking out in protest is another. Um, good point from Lady of Charlotte about the Black Sun. Yeah, I, I imagine this bartender probably does support Ukraine, and the Black Sun is an emblem of the Azov Battalion. Yeah. But yes, uh, I mean. But um, I mean, in terms of oh, the, their haters, uh, their haters um, causing uh, crimes to happen in the rest of the world as it spread online. The Communist Manifesto is responsible for over yeah. one hundred my... million deaths within yeah. Yeah. the previous century. In my experience, many times more yeah, than national uh, socialism. They've been the more hateful, uh, vitriolic, violent uh, people. Uh, I mean, their ideology... There's never been a more efficient ideology at killing people than extreme leftism. And it dominates our universities and justifies spitting in people's beers. I mean, neoconservatism, I mean, that's death count uh, continues to to rise uh, uh, as well. Uh, We're we're talking a fraction here, though, versus um, more than nine figures... Uh, the death toll from communism has run into. Not to mention the misery associated with actually just living underneath it. I mean, people survived the, the gulags as well. 
people survived living in Eastern Europe for the 50 years after World War II. Um, but I can't think of an ideology that has spread more misery, genocide, and um, terror uh, than the one held by the Anti-Defamation League and this individual who spat in another person's beer. We also had a another saga uh, this week is the uh, the aftermath of uh, Peter Fitzsimons' uh, interview uh, with uh, Country Liberal uh, Party Indigenous Senator uh, Jacinta uh, Price, uh, because uh, Peter Fitzsimons, a, a white man, uh, married to uh, Lisa Wilkinson, uh, host of the uh, co-host of the project, uh, Fitzsimons is also chair of the Australian Pub- Republican Movement. I Price said that uh, Fitzsimons during the interview was aggressive towards her and accused her of giving a voice to racists uh, because she opposes the uh, Indigenous uh, voice to Parliament uh, being enshrined in the uh, the Constitution. And so there's been this demand uh, from Price that he uh, released the the audio of the the interview, uh, which he's not. Uh, but uh, the editor of the Sydney Morning Herald, the newspaper that he writes for, Bevan Shields, has said that uh, he has concluded there was no yelling and no shouting, and so that's the the end of the matter. It's probably about one of the worst journalists Australia has got, isn't it? Um, well, Predictions. I- in terms of predictions and knowledge of uh, political issues, I mean, he really rates as one of the worst. Oh, well, they're, they're probably the, the worst media couple in Australia, uh, Wilkinson and Fitz, Fitzsimons. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, it's, again, this is another example of, you know, how is it a, a, you know, a privileged uh, white guy who lives in a Mossman mansion uh, thinks he knows what's uh, better for Indigenous people uh, than an Indigenous woman who's actually from a place where Indigenous uh, people live. And trying to, to gaslight... It's, it's like that, the white... The white... Yeah, yeah, it's like the white social justice scum marching with Black Lives Matter telling black people that they need special protection. And also trying to gaslight her saying, oh, you shouldn't oppose the voice because racists oppose the voice. Uh, like this is the, the, the uh, like, you know, the previous segment, people say that we support Nazis because we think it's disgusting to spit in anyone's beer when we're actually talking about civility and you know, actually having yeah. standards, it's the same in this situation. She's she's been accused like, oh, you're on the side of racist, so your position is invalid. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, it's nonsense. Um, um, and it, and, and still, uh, seen... we probably haven't got time to talk about the Auckland mayoral election, but just give us like, tell us when it is. Um, Okay, so nominations closed today. Um, We're still waiting to find out exactly who all the candidates are because there was a rush at the last minute, which there is every goddamn election, so I don't know 
why this is any different. Um, Leo Molloy, who was uh, initially the leading uh, right-wing candidate for mayor, withdrew today as his poll results dropped down to... Um, no, he dropped down to fourth place in the polls after being neck and neck with the Labour Greens candidate, Efeso Collins, uh, at the start of the campaign a couple of months ago. Um, Leo Molloy, I don't like referring to people as Trump very much, but um, he's he's rich, he runs restaurants, and he's extraordinarily foul-mouthed. And uh, my guess, probably the interview he did on New Zealand Today with um, alleged comedian Guy Williams, in which he referred to him uh, as a retard and a soft cock and many other things, uh, probably did his poll ratings no um, help uh, through that action. In the New Zealand... Um, Some of the people... So at the moment, it looks like it's a race between the Labour Greens candidate, Efeso Collins, um, and Labour has dominated Auckland ever since it became a super... Does it have much power, the mayor of Auckland and the council? Yeah, so Auckland, up until 2010, Auckland was seven councils, which is very common. Um, the mayor just has one, one vote around the council table like the other 20 councillors. I sort of um, like, like the Lord Mayors of our cities. Yeah, yeah, except all the seven councils that used to make up Auckland were amalgamated into one in 2010. And since then, it's always been uh, a Labour candidate from South Auckland who becomes mayor. Um, It looks like that may be the case this time too. Let's finish on uh, something, you know, light and also puerile, and that at the the Ica (laughs) Fair in, in Brisbane, uh, it was uh, went viral. Uh, Peter Dutton, the opposition leader, eating a, a Dagwood dog, which is an Australian term for a, a corn dog uh, because uh, they are a particular uh, shape. Uh, but he's not the the first uh, politician to what is it to 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 take the the mouthful back in 2019. I, I think uh, they all have to at some stage. Independent uh, Tasmanian senator. Jack yeah, yeah, she's eaten a whole. Yeah, and Jackie Lambie, like I sus- like sh- I suspect she knew exactly. I, I think it's I think it's um you know I suspect you were right. She's she's just that um, sort of character. But it does seem to be a rite of passage for politicians that you need to be seen to be eating uh, what New Zealanders would call a hot dog at some stage of your career, and nobody looks good when they do it. I think Jackie and, Lambie probably looked the best. And we had uh, uh, this week uh, the, the the deaths of two uh, iconic uh, Australian female uh, singers, uh, Judith Durham of the, the, the Seekers, uh, uh, dying from uh, bronchitis at the age of 79, and uh, Olivia Newton-John, uh, dying at the age of 73 after a, a decades-long battle with uh, breast cancer. Uh, Dan Andrews uh, has offered both families a, a state funeral, uh, though in his tweet about Olivia Newtown 
John's uh, family accepting a state memorial service. You would think with the amount of staff that uh, Dan has could uh, get uh, uh, Olivia Newton-John's uh, name uh, spelt uh, properly. <laughs> oh, dear. He fat-fingered that tweet. Yeah, or what is that? Uh, who knows what? Who writes his stuff? He actually has more staff than the the prime minister. But yes, yeah, still managed to uh, miss miss misspell her name. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you everyone uh, watching uh, tonight. Uh, I'll see you, uh, Stephen, uh, next month. Uh, so take care. Yep, thank you very much. And I will and I'll see, see everyone else next month as well. And I'll see everybody on uh, Monday for the, the final Tim's News Explosion uh, for the month. It'll be a special uh, one-hour uh, edition to basically sort of cover everything uh, as for, well, <laughs> there, there could be major news that happens in the, the rest of the month, but just making sure that... Uh, I tie as much up as I can before I say, I say uh, well, at least goodbye I on air uh, for a while. But of course, I'll still be communicating with you uh, through written content and also on uh, the Unshackled social media, Telegram, uh, Gab, Minds, Locals, and MeWay. All right. Good night, everybody. Uh, stay safe, stay sane, stay warm, stay healthy. Uh, stay uh, informed and uh, avoid political bullies. Monkeypox free. Good night. Thanks Good night. for tuning in to this week's edition of Trad Tasman Talk. To keep up with the latest real news and analysis from the Tasman nations, visit theunshackles.net and rightminds.nz.